we're off. You thought I was dead. I did it, to be honest. Yesterday, I was lifting. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cow Daily. Um, I'm going to do that thing that people do when they're ill and they just turn it on for like 30 to 45 minutes and then pass out on that bed back there. Having some real like energy, stomach issues. Um, I'm not going to give you the detail, actually, because it was pretty horrible yesterday. <clears throat> but... I had 10 hours sleep last night, so I must be ill because I only get six to eight if I'm lucky. And uh, I just was wiped, wiped out. Bearing in mind, I'd been up since 1 a.m. the night before after like three hours sleep. And I just took bad in the night. Woke up bad. Mad that when that happens, in it? But what are you going to do? Turn up. That's what I'm going to do today. Definitely couldn't have done a show yesterday, though. Just wasn't even possible. But that 10 hours sleep might have sorted the gig out. I hope I see the comments is jumping as ever. Let's see what you guys are saying. There's some ease. Morning, Michael Dines. How are you doing, my friend? Loving the D'Artagnan profile picture. John O.C. Ahoy, ahoy, sir. Shouts to the Hull Massive. The Tigers are going to maul you. What is it? Mauled by the Tigers. You're getting mauled by the tiger. Got to be honest, it's a bad in that like, but I hope it's turned into this knowing glance at doing bad chance. Carlos in the house. E. Big up Snide as ever. China gang in the house. Alrighty then, right back at you. Morning, Joanne. Who else is in? Leon's in. Talking about wild boars. Uh, have I ever told you the wild boar story? Um because if not, I'll tell you at the end, so let us know. I've had a, an encounter with wild boars a few times, but there's one in particular up a mountain. That was a badden. A badden. James is in. Nice to see you. <clears throat> if uh, I've missed you and you're in, apologies, but do pop up in the comments because it scrolls quite far back and we've got a lot to cover today. We really do as well. I'll try to pull together as close to a definitive, like, Boris Johnson's new part, well, just the fash new party. Let's not just call it Boris Johnson's. Now, do I think it's definitely going to happen? I think on the balance of probability, yes, but there's other options for them at the end. And obviously, as we know, they're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic uh, in the far right quite a bit at the minute. But there's a lot of video, there's a lot of slides, a lot of information, which is good for me because you can probably tell me through it's not the best today. But we'll power on like a power bar um but before we do that i'm just gonna have a wee drink shouts to duncan and jacqueline and slaz who've just popped up in the comments as well all the best there got you there at the end um <coughs> excuse me we'll get through it don't worry if you want to support our work please go to patrun.com forward slash cow daily that's patreon.com forward slash cow daily also link in the description for paypal of this podcast if you want to make a one-off donation to our work and keep the freak flag flying anyway there's a few little bits that i wanted to um just bring up before we get into the main piece um we're so close right so close to being monetized and want to big up the people who've been like running the videos over the weekend especially when it was being ill yesterday because it does go backwards as well um i found that out when i had a road traffic accident at the start of the year and they just kept coming off and coming off and coming off we would have done this ages ago we're currently 3886 public watch hours and we need 4000 um so if you just want to run some videos for for 
I'll be tremendous, man, because um, as soon as we hit that, then we just start building up money for the work that we're actually doing via this funding stream. Um, and even if it buys a bit of shopping at first, that'll be tremendous. So if you could go to youtube.com forward slash cowdaily, obviously subscribe if you could, but that's youtube.com forward slash cowdaily, as you can see it on the screen. And just run some videos, watch some videos. Um, what people have been doing, um, shouts to Ian in Nepal, he's been like going out um, and sticking a playlist on and just letting it run. Massively appreciated. That really is really touching that people um, care about the work enough to want to help out like that. So thanks. Much appreciated. Also, um, for the first time ever on Apple Podcasts, we charted in the top 10 in Mexico. Um, this week we are bigger in Mexico than the UK because I think we're in like the top 30 in the UK mad I don't know why that happened I don't know why that happened at all but I will try and say this to my best of my ability and not butcher it Cuidados oyentes del podcast caudeli les agramentemos de corazón por levarnos al top 10 de las listas de podcast in Mexico Su apoyo es invaluable y nos motiva a seguir brindarlos con tirado de calidad. Mil gracias por ser parte en nuestra comunidad. In English, dear listeners of the Cow Daily Podcast, heartfelt thanks for taking us to the top 10 of the podcast chart in Mexico. Your support is invaluable and inspires us to continue delivering quality content. Thank you so much for being part of our community. Um, also, apologies if I butchered Spanish. I am trying to learn. Um, uh, hopefully I'd, I'd like to do like a short um show in the future in spanish um but it's a long road and that's probably something that i should do because we're, we're popping up in spanish-speaking countries randomly all the time um i have no idea why we got into the top 10 we've never done that in the history of milk the cow before as you can see just there's a dash there where there should be previous chart positions um shouts to people in mexico um, also, if you're one one of those people, reach out and let us know. Like, how did he get on this? Because, like, since I've been like, um, right, like working out how things get marketed with SEO and all that with this iteration of Cow Daily, very different from the past where you would just post it on your social media and organic it would find its reach. You've got to, um, it's just interesting for me to find out how this happens. Because um, we really want to build that as well. And hey, listen, if people want to come and book in Mexico, all right, boy, I'll I'll definitely come. I've never been to Mexico. I'd love to. Um, anyway, before we start on um, Boris Johnson, Farage, Bannon, and this whole fashion ecosystem we've been talking about for over a year, people in the Cow Daily live chat, big up yourselves. Seriously, between, I think we're some of the most informed people in the UK at the minute because they uh, uh, do you not think it's mad that like the mainstream media just aren't covering these topics and themes? I mean, obviously, if you're just tuning in today for the first time, I'm going to try and do like an overview of some of the stuff that we've spoke about in the past, but we can't do it all because it would just be three hours long. And to be honest, you wouldn't keep saying it through to the end. So we're going to try and do this as quick as we can. There's a lot to get through to bring it up to date um, in terms of what happened with Boris Johnson recently. And what we think could happen and i think it could be one of two things because the way centrist melts and, and all that lot are going on is as if they've won something this is not the end trust me this is just the beginning quick drink and we'll crack on maybe even a quick vape we haven't had one music in fact 
let's have some because I'm going to try and rest this voice because we've got to get through. So, in the, in Bedenfield terms, at least, at least, Daniel, what is Sister Natalie? Because we've got to get through this. Just gets us in the mood, like you know, stops us getting too rage. <laughs> also gets gets it to like have a vape and a drink. There's a lot of prep goes into this, so I make a brew like ages before in a thermo cup and then just like bang some in by the time we get ready. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. Let's peel back the layers of the fascist onion, shall we? Yes, let's. Let's do the thing. I'm going to start with a bit of background. A little bit of background. I was sounding like a new monkey MC there. We had a bit of bad boy. In 1988, a young Johnson wrote an essay about how to succeed in student politics. For the aspiring politician, the most important tactic was to surround yourself with what he described as a disciplined and deluded collection of stooges. Who could that be? The tragedy of the stooge, he wrote, is he wants so much to believe that his relationship with the candidate is special that he shuts out the truth. The terrible art of the candidate is to coddle the self-deception of stooge. For decades, Johnson was highly successful at coddling this self-deception. It was not that he was a special case, but that his supporters so desperately wanted him to be one that they shut out the grubbier truth of the man and the politician he really was. This speaks to the um, psychology of what's going on at the moment. People are so stressed, and this is part of like what um, Bannon wants to do. He wants to keep people in a constant and heightened state of, of warfare, really, and war on each other, because their section of the establishment could get on what they want to do whilst calling themselves anti-establishment. This is how deep that rabbit hole goes about stooges where they just completely convince themselves that somebody like Boris Johnson, who's related to the royalty, same bloodlines. If you, if you don't believe us, look at the uh, BBC, who do you think your program he did? We're sitting there, well, I didn't realise I was one shag away from most of kings and queens of Europe. He's just as establishment as anybody else. But the people like where I'm from, like the northeast of England, like just fully on him. And I just can't believe that. But I also know enough about psychology to know how this all goes down. So I wanted to say that as a scene setter, as is this, this on the screen, this, shall we say, gentleman is Steve Bannon. I'll just bosh him in the screen. Let's see what he was saying not so long ago. So the uh, Carol Cadwallader um, tweeted this in, let's have a look, 2019. So let them call you racist, where it's the badge of honour. Steve Bannon addressing the National Front rally with Marine Le Pen. Four months later, he was advising Boris Johnson. Obviously, National Front in France, Marine Le Pen. Check it. Let them call you racist. Let them call you xenophobes. Let them call you nativists. Wear it as a badge of honor. Because every day we get stronger and they get weaker. I did not come here as a teacher. I came to Europe as an observer and to learn. And what I've learned is you are part of a worldwide movement that is bigger than France, bigger than Italy, bigger than Hungary, bigger than all of it. I've, been, I've had the honor of being in those boardrooms when decisions are made. I've seen all the great elites, all the guys that go to Davos, the Davos men. Toutes les gens, toutes les gars qui fréquentent Davos. If you give me the choice to be governed, 
Si vous me laissez le choix d'être gouverné by the first hundred people who came in here today, par les 100 premières personnes qui sont rentrées aujourd'hui dans le Congrès, or the first hundred that sign up for Davos, ou les premières 100 personnes qui se sont enregistrées pour le Congrès de Davos, I will take the first hundred here today, but with Marine Le Pen and Front National. Mais avec Marine Le Pen et le Front National, Brother Salvini in the uh, Northern League. Nos frères Savini et la, la Ligue du Nord. Our compatriots in Hungary and Poland. Nos compatriotes également en Hongrie et en Pologne. And our beloved President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Et notre, notre président américain bien aimé, Monsieur Trump. We're now in the business of maximizing citizenship value. So that was Steve Bannon there at the Front National rally in 2019. This is him talking about, um, he's talking about like the World Economic Forum and Davos and all of these kind of like places. One thing I would like to point out is um, this next video here was tweeted by David Lammy, um, the Labour Party goo. And he recently in Lisbon this year was at the Bilderberg Group. Now get all of the sort of thoughts of conspiracy out of your head. The, these this is a place where leaders, elected officials, right, they meet with heads of corporations and others. Henry Kissinger was there as well. How he's still alive, I've got no idea. So he was there, but so was Peter Thiel. And we've talked about Peter Thiel a lot um, when we mentioned Russell Brand and this whole ecosystem. He's hand in glove with Bannon as well. So Bannon's talking about these things. And they're trying to claim that they're like some kind of like not establishment thing and all these fash parties. He mentioned Hungary with Orban. He's mentioning Salvini, which now, as you've seen how that developed, there's now a fascist um, leader elected in Italy. She was a fascist. She joined like a version of the bloody black shirt in Italy when she was 15. We've done a show on that last year. You can go back to have a look at as well. There's a whole playlist for that if you want to run those playlists. So anyway, just something I wanted to mention. Lamy was at Bilderberg. So they operate this thing called Chatham House Rules, right? It's on their website. Um, also, you can find the... They didn't used to publish it, but they now do because of people like Charlie Skelton and other journalists who've like sort of uncovered a lot of the stuff. So they've kind of like lent into it, I guess. So I'll play this. And this is... Um, so Lammy's saying this. When I called out Boris Johnson's links with hard right, white supremacists, DC ban in April, Johnson brand a lefty delusion... Here's proof on tape, Steve Bannon, help with your resignation speech. You're a pathological liar, unfit to serve. Well, so are you, Lammy, as well. But, like, it's basically like two bald men fighting over a comb with these fools. Check this out. If uh, Boris Johnson tries to overthrow the British government. I've been talking to him all weekend about this speech. Did you talk to him on the phone? Went back and forth over text. It's just easier. I talked to him initially on the phone, but then it's just easier to go back and forth on text. I've been telling him that my recommendation is that he gave the one of the most important um, political speeches of 2016 was his closing speech. It took like it was a three to five minute speech in June of 2016, his closing argument uh, on national TV for the Leave campaign. He was the official head of the Leave campaign or one of the co-heads, I think it was. And he gave a speech on national TV. They had a debate that night. And it was magnificent. And all I was telling him all weekend is just to incorporate those themes, the same themes. Basically, he was saying that 
uh, June 23rd was Independence Day for, for Great Britain. That's one of the things I did tell him over the weekend, that his great love of Churchill and his great study of Churchill. And he wrote a really fantastic book for a modern audience on Churchill. I met Boris Johnson through, I met Boris Johnson, um, kind of met him at these things years ago, but it's just one of those, you know, shake hands, didn't, you know, didn't, I'm sure he didn't remember me, but really met him. Right, at, he flew over right after. Right after um, uh, we went, our guys in Breitbart, London, had a lot of contact with him during the Brexit, the Brexit thing. I didn't want to get involved because it was very British, right? So I didn't want to, you know, exert myself. Although I was controlling editorial, uh, it was to let Raheem and James Dellingpole. De Dellingpole had been a columnist like Boris at the Daily Telegraph uh, to let those guys be the guys. Um, you know, in contact. Um, we really had the most contact with the other uh, leave, which was Nigel Farage. The, but then right after we won, Boris flew over because their victory was, was as unexpected as ours. And I got to know him quite well. Let them call you racist. Laissez-vous appeler racist. Let them call you xenophobes. Laissez-vous appeler xenophobes. Let them call you nativist. Laissez-vous les appeler nativistes. Wear it as a badge of honor. As you can see, that was from 2019 when Lammy put that out. Interesting to see where he's at now. Listen, for one minute, anybody's thinking that Bannon and whatever wasn't part of like absolutely smearing Corbyn and that old pincer movement. You've got another thing coming. So Lammy's got some neck the way he's went on. Generally, I think he's got some neck. <laughs> but anyway, bringing it a little bit more up to date and we've got a few more vids obviously for you we're trying to get it all in here bruges group um at bruges group on twitter absolute far right pack of yeah anyway they've quote tweeted guido folks labor make noises about attempting to secure a lifetime ban from parliament for boris couldn't beat him at the ballot box la 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 bruges group there's apparently no precedent boris johnson's enemies are not willing to shatter in order to hound him from public life the crazed crusade against him, which many suspect is revenge for Brexit, is doing enormous harm to democracy and undermine public faith in Parliament. I mean, that's massively bad faith, given um, the Bruges group and the bad faith that they've injected into UK politics and possibly beyond as well. But that's the way that these people go on. And I think people are sucked into these different pipelines based on where algorithms take them. If you look at the state of Twitter now with the way Elon Musk, and there are links to this with him, um, which we've explored previously, but we're going to do a bit more of a deeper dive in the future when we're not as time-bound to do like this overview today. You've see, uh, you look at you, my timeline is ridiculous. I don't follow like fascists or like crazed people. Uh, but it's good that I, I'm, I'm getting it served up if we want to take a positive because a lot of this stuff we weren't getting served up before. But the thing is, I'm not getting served up things that I like. I'm getting served up things that I don't like. It's weird, but not quite so weird when you consider there's some elections coming up, if you catch me drift. Because we've got Thiel buying or being an angel investor in Rumble, who then paid Russell Brand lots. And then we've got Musk, who set up PayPal with Peter Thiel, buying Twitter. And then we've got elections coming. I mean, I don't need to finish that really for you, do I? I think we know what's up. So anyway, a bit of a timeline here. In 2015, Bannon introduced Cambridge Analytica to Aaron Banks, um, one of the funders of Brexit. <clears throat> 
2017, Farage celebrated the beginning of Article 50 process by thanking Bannon in an interview with Breitbart, the fash tome. 2017, Rees-Mogg met Bannon in a hotel in Mayfair. 2019, Bannon said he was advising Johnson. We've just seen the video. So anyway, are we about to see a major split in the Conservative Party? The day Boris Johnson resigns as MP, the National Conservativism Party has applied to the Electoral Commission to be registered as a political party. Is this a new party that Boris will lead, says some mad Rajfash on Twitter. So I've had a look, electoralcommission.org.uk. Date we published the following notices, 9th of June 2023. That was last Friday. National Conservatism Party registered, well, applied to set it up. It doesn't actually give away information as to who the person or people who set that up. So let's practice a bit of caution. But for me, it seems rather coincidental that this was done. And we know Bannon likes to orchestrate these things. We've just seen him admit to that. So what I did do is like uh, ask Paddy Power, what odds will he give me on Boris Johnson being prime minister again and Donald Trump being president again? They completely aired us and William Hill said they weren't giving odds, which I thought was quite interesting. That doesn't mean anything, but it does imply certain things. Anyway, video. Two seconds, I'll just pull some out. So this is some stuff on GB News at the minute, which is always an... It, an interesting thing to observe based on they seem to be like the mouthpieces for this faction. Well, one of them, Talk TV, being another one, certainly in the UK. So let's run this and see what these muglipses are saying. What's next for Boris Johnson? As rumours swell about the possibility of a sensational breakaway project would the public vote for a new centre-right party led centre -right. by Boris Johnson and supported by none other than Nigel Farage? This morning on Camilla Tomine's brilliant Sunday morning show on GB News, Nigel invited Boris to join forces. Here's what he had to say. The good side of Boris, of course, is... Yeah, well, just look at today's newspapers. Yeah. He's very good at dominating news. Yeah. He does have personality. He does make people smile. And if he wants to defend his Brexit legacy. Yeah. Well, I want to defend my Brexit legacy too. So would there be a possibility of a new coming together on the centre-right? It'll be Boris Johnson. There'll be other MPs that would join in with this as well. Have you discussed this with Boris Johnson? Not with him directly, no. But I have discussed it with people very Bannon. close to him. Well, let's get the views of tonight's newsmaker, former government minister, best-selling author and television personality, <laughs> Anne Widdicombe. What do you think, Anne? Boris... And Farage, the dream team? Jolly good idea, though I don't necessarily think that it should be uh, Farage uh, second to Boris. What about Boris second to Farage? Don't know. Uh, but yes, I mean, on a more serious note, I do think it's a very good idea. There, there is now a, a very large splintering of the centre-right. We've got some who are sticking with the Tories in Parliament but don't like any of it. Uh, we've got parties like Reclaim um, and Heritage and all the rest of it. We've got the big one, which is Reform. Uh, and I think it would be a very, very good idea. The Conservatives need challenging. They've lost their... I'm just going to interject in a minute. They keep saying centre-right, and they know they're not centre-right. It's far right, but they're never going to use that. And they always like push back against like oh, far right fascist. Oh, it's just the left saying this. They know what they are. I mean, just bite a shite, man. The way they've become a high tax, high spend party, there's 
very little difference between them and Labour. Uh, and I think they need a big challenge, and there would be nothing like that challenge as a, a, a formation of another party which was credible and had big people in it. If that were to happen, Anne, I'm pretty sure that Reform UK, who you're supporting, would be part of that picture. They would, they would collaborate, surely. Uh, or indeed, uh, you know, the, the new party would collaborate with reform. I mean, I mm. think it's reform that's led the way uh, and is, of course, based on um, what was first called the Brexit Party, uh, which uh, delivered Boris that majority. Um, he was never grateful for it. He never gave us any credit for it. But we delivered him that huge majority. Uh, and uh, I think that we could do a very great deal um, we're going to contest every single seat in the next general election. That's very significant. We didn't do that as the Brexit party. We're going to do it next time. I think that's significant. This is people's chance now. Do you want a new sort of politics in Britain? Anne Widdicombe, Rishi Sunak is presiding over a party at war. Can he ride out the current storm? Oh, uh, I mean, they would be fools. I've said this before on your programme. They would be fools to get rid of Shunak because going through yet another leadership challenge won't convince anybody, mm. won't convince anybody at all and will be a massive distraction from the real agenda while they actually have the, the, the election. So, yes, I think he personally uh, will last until the next general election. I also think he should last until the next general election. But frankly, I see no possibility of him winning it. He it's their dream, right? They really do want that to happen for Sunak to fight the election if they decide to go down the new party route. And it's down to straight up racism. And I mean, you've seen that the way that things are being subtly attacked. And I'd love to detail some of it today, but we've done that in the past. Again, go back to previous shows, run that to help us get our watch hours. Thanks, guys. So it's a bit more of a background there just to see what um, far-right ghouls are saying. Let's get it right. Let's call them what they are. So there's a bit, a little bit more here. Do, do, uh, two seconds. Let's pull it up. Right. This is from Laura Goulsberg. Or Laura Koonsberg. Call her what you will. Goulsberg, Coulson. Buzz Cox's friend, Coulson. Ha ha. Nigel Farage, there is a Brexiteer Prime Minister. We really? have left the, really? the European Union. Yeah, Rishi Sunak is a Brexiteer. I never saw him. He's in charge. Well, he was on that side in the Leave campaign. We have left He's the Brown European Laura. Union. There's a government with a big majority that could, if they wanted, go much further in terms of the changes that they yes. want to make. Well, that's the They've point. chosen not to make that decision. Yeah. But it's not credible, is it, to say the decisions of Rishi Sunak add up to a plot to subvert Brexit? Oh, I'm not saying Rishi Sunak himself is involved in a plot, uh, but what we do know is the big corporates, um, elements of the media, would love to reverse what happened with a Brexit referendum. And with Rishi Sunak, by not getting rid of EU law, by not diverging, makes it very easy for Keir Starmer to sign us straight back up to a single market. Which, of course, he says and has said repeatedly that he will not do. But I wonder, you talk there about a kind of gap in the political market. Mm. Have any Conservative MPs been in touch with you saying they might be interested? More than before. I think there are quite a lot of Conservative MPs right now who know they're going to lose their seats. The Red Wallers know they're going to lose their seats. E as it is, running as Conservatives. And if there was a coming together on the centre-right, which is where the gap is... I think quite a few would. How many then? You say more have been in touch well, with you Well, potentially, potentially double figures would not be hard to see. 
he suggests that more than 10 Conservative MPs might be in the mood to walk away and join, join some kind of outfit with you? Well, I think, it needs, I think it needs to be more than just me. You know, I, I, I think, you know, you can have one person leading a party into a European election or something like that. A general election, you've got to have a range of talents. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what Boris Johnson's going to do. But I see a bigger gap for an insurgency today than it did before. There you go. There we have it. Your boy here is wet between the legs for what's to come. And that's a new grift. Um, <laughs> Howie, I mean, we've seen what's been happening. We've been banging on the Bannon drum for a long time. But if you don't think this is like stenched up with Bannon, I can't help you. Seriously. I will say that there's so much delusion going on. And I, as I mentioned earlier, the centrist melts having their party like something is ending and it's this new dawn of whatever is just some level of madness i can't relate to at all it seems to me that like a lot of people like talk like they know a lot but the again that sort of centrist pipeline on the twitter and the algorithms people seem to be just like locked into a box like narrow blinkered view and this is what i mean we have to talk and take opinion from different sources, different ranges. I watched GB News. I was watching it when it started and it wasn't getting any, like, much play. Now it is, though. As we said at the time, it's a loss leader for the people who fund it. And they fund it as a propaganda platform, much like Rumble is with the one Russell Brand's on and other things, because their job is to draw people into that. And then they stay on the platform. And then it's like, have you thought about this, like, thinly built fascist thing? That's the whole point of it. Brand is there to just to like criticize this part of the establishment that isn't Thiel's. Watch what he does. Like we we talk about this on the show a lot. I'll keep throwing stuff in when we do a more generic one that isn't like a one shot on one particular thing like this. Um, we bring in some of your comments in towards the end. I see there's a lot. Um, if you could let us know what you think's going to happen next. Do you think it'll be a new party? Or do you think they'll make a move to take over the Conservative Party? Which one do you think it'll be? thought this was an interesting curio from The Independent. Two and three Britons want new political party to take on Tories and Labour. 61% want completely new type of political party survey finds as pessimism hits record high. <clears throat> Very interesting. Obviously, we've said from the left for a long time that it's wide open. I'm telling you now... It, the, the right, once again, ruthless, stealing and jump, where the left licks its wounds, indulges itself in internecine in Labour Party shit and doesn't actually get across what's really happening here and gets sucked into all kinds of shite, Labour-based. Just bin them off. We definitely need a new electrical vehicle, though. That could be through the Greens or something new or whatever. But this mob, they know what's up. So... People who tune in to Cowdale and the regs know what is going on with Johnson, Dorries, Trump, and the whole ecosystem around Brand, Thiel, Carlson, Bannon, and more. We're talking about this last year. Do not think this is the end. This is just the beginning. It's competing factions of the establishment who try to make out like the other one is the establishment in a nutshell. Trust me, we're about to start leeching on some faces in the comments on those memory posts. Trust me, we are like, I love that game now. It's searchable. <laughs> also, another little curio. Um, I subscribe to Dominic Cummins' Substack blog when he left and it's very interesting his latest one that I got emailed was this 
Number three, the startup party. Reflections on the last 20 years. What could replace the Tories and why? What did I really spend my time on in the num in number 10? What does the VL plan imply for the old parties? 2024 to 30, one AI, AI number 10. So you've got him talking to his like ecosystem, closed ecosystem on Substack, which you've got to subscribe to about this very thing in the very same week. Because I just got that the other day, June 9th, same day. Isn't it strange how Cummins, who's linked to all of this stuff, is still kicking about, still strategizing, still predicting things that he thinks should happen and doing that to the people who subscribe and not out into the public. If you want another example of that, Bannon's podcast, The War Room, the post like three or four times a day, it's hard to keep up with, but he just tells you what they're going to do. But he knows that people on the left do the, ha, 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 I'm not like listening to that. Ha, ha, I'm not watching GB News. Ha, ha, I'm so like up on everything that I don't need to. Bollocks. Most people aren't up on the whole 360 degrees of what's happening. And you have to be. You, like if you want to know what they want to do, they tell you. Well, they tell the, their, their base, but they don't spread it beyond that because people aren't actually engaging with it. They're just laughing at it. The last thing you want to do is laugh at things that are heavily funded by billionaire factions because they can afford for that to lose money forever. It'll be very interesting to see who buys the Telegraph. I've heard half a billion. People are like, oh, we'll do a crowdfunder. No, we won't because it just won't happen. What we need to do, and what you don't know is, because I can't talk about it on here, but I'm working on this outside of Milk the Cow about building the um, alternative platforms. Because And it's not just this, it's other things too, working in collaboration with a few different people because we understand that if we, we haven't been working on this, then you, know, you can't just start it on day one when you're caught on the hop. So stuff is happening, but I'm not even linking it to Milk the Cow at the minute. We're just doing what we're doing. Something interesting on the 9th of June when uh, Johnson and Dorries and Nigel Adams, who was the third MP to trigger a by-election, resigned. Um, you can actually edit your tweets within a certain time frame. I think it's within like five minutes. So the first one is, this Nadine Doris, I have today informed the chief whip that I am standing down as the MP for Mid-Bedfordshire with immediate effect. It's been an honour to serve as the MP for such a wonderful constituency, but it's now time for somebody younger to take the reins. She then changed one word. She changed younger to another, and then that went out. So that was edited, right? You might think, oh, like that doesn't mean anything. There's talk that because she's got like a 20,000 majority, there's talk that she's resigned so Johnson can hop over her to her constituency and have a much better time of getting in. This is coordinated. Don't get it twisted. Further things. This is David C. Bannerman. He was some kind of um, advisor to Margaret Thatcher. Um, and his account at DCB MEP uh, is a good one to follow just to see what the these Raggies are saying. So he says, Boris Johnson resigns as an MP. He says, for now, thanks to the kangaroo court under Harriet Harman. They're using this thing, kangaroo court, kangaroo court, um, and they're really doing that Bannon playbook, which is like, fuck them, just get into them. Also, I've seen a hell of a lot of accounts posting up about Harriet Harman and uh, paedophile scandals in Islington. haven't got time to do that here, but do not think for one second that's not getting rinsed out at any general election going forward. If these mobs fo form like Voltron, they'll stop at nothing. And some of it, well, check the evidence for yourself. 
So anyway, Harriet Harman, we must build around him, meaning Johnson says Bannerman. We need a true Conservative Party, not a new party. CDO is the Constitution ready to go, expect more bye-bye elections. So it seems to me that they're still talking about two options, and I've got another one on that later from Rhys Mogg, where they're either spinning wheel line whilst they have time to set up this new thing, or they'll amalgamate with the Reform Party, and there'll be some kind of like far-right dream team, which they call centre-right, which is just a whole host of madness. Next. What is it? Stats for lefties. Uh, lefty stats on the Twitter. Um, quote tweeted Patrick Maguire. Column in this morning's Times. Advice to Boris Johnson. Only Keir Starmer can save your 2019 agenda now. Interesting. So anyway, Stats for Lefty says, Labour's 2024 manifesto will resemble a 2019 Conservative manifesto according to one of Starmer's closest aides. Here's a clip in from the Times. Put this crude comparison between Johnsonianism and Starmerism to the leader's confidence and they embrace it. Which party's manifesto will look most like the 2016 vote leave and 2019 Tory offer? One of Starmer's closest aides put it to me last week. It's ours. So if people were unsure, I mean, look, go vote Labour if you want. I mean, we couldn't have done any more exposing them on this. I mean, there's a whole... Go to the Should I Vote Labour um, playlist on youtube.com forward slash cowdaily. Play all. You'd help us get the watch hours, but also you'll learn about what is actually going on with these mugs. There's no difference, man. Like, again, they're attending the same bloody meetings in, in Lisbon. Get away, man. So anyway... We mentioned this all like sort of things around nonsense and whatever. Something to watch out for, right? These are flying around on Twitter. People are linking uh, pictures of Peter Mandelson with um, Epstein and also um, showing that in Swindon, Labour are putting an event on some kind of fundraiser and an evening with Peter Mandelson. Bloody hell, I'd struggle to spend a minute with them. But you know this stuff is going to get rinsed. And rightly so. I mean, it doesn't matter who's saying it. It was reported recently, like last week, that after Epstein got his first nonce charge, Mandelson had four appointments in the diary with him, as did a few others, actually, but we can't get into the weeds on that one um, because we need to get through this particular show. But again, it's a primer. Go and find out for yourself. This is exactly the type of stuff, right, which is going to be brought up at um, any next election, it's going to be dirty as hell. So it'll be interesting to see where Johnson positions himself. Because again, it's just the beginning, man. Next. Something about um, centrist melts, right? You know Dan Snow, the history guy, right? He's talking about all of this, Johnson, that. Maybe the generation who matured after the monstrous destruction of World War II do not appreciate the fragility of democracy or its importance. Taking a wrecking ball to the institutions that guard our rights as citizens to advance your own cause is dangerous and historically illiterate. The hypocrisy of these people, that Jim Carris responds, you explicitly told people not to vote for the alternative to Boris Johnson. The Johnson government was therefore the government you expressly wanted. If you don't believe where this is from, The Guardian, we endorse no party. This was back then, by the way. However, we cannot in all conscience urge ourselves to support a political party we ourselves will not. We refused to vote Labour on the 12th of December. There was loads of this flying around at the time, if you recall. And there's people like Jean Le Carré, Faye Weldon, Joanna Lumley, William Boyd, Simon Callow, Meltz, all 
and there's your Dan Snow further down. So the, I don't know if it's lack of self-awareness. I don't know what it is. But the things that these absolute dafties are going on about about this, and you see it throughout this centrist realm, Vorderman, all of these absolute dafties who are just flag flying right now. James O'Brien, LBC, all of these talking heads who did everything they could to stop a real, true alternative getting into power on some bullshit. Let's let's be honest. How are you, man? You're never going to convince me, right, that a lifelong anti-racist is in any way prejudiced towards anybody. Get in the fucking bin. Not happening. Didn't happen then. Never going to happen since. But unfortunately, these people piled in and made that happen. Thanks, lads. All your fault. So this is um, one of Johnson's allies, Jake Berry. And this was on Saturday. And this is speaking to the type of like um, lies that these people have spun. Lesson of this, man. So he's saying, you voted for Brexit. The establishment blocked it. You voted for Boris Johnson. The establishment has forced him out. Who's in charge here, the voters or the blob? Hashtag blobonomics. Hashtag Boris Johnson. Jake Berry's one of um, Johnson's closest allies, as I said. Again, speaking of that thing where it's as if Bannon wrote this. The establishment. You are the establishment. You're just one faction of the establishment fighting against each other. That's all this is. Now, you'll see this thing called the blob. What they mean is the Remainer blob, which is kind of like, I guess, the centrist melts and all of these type of people who used Brexit from their end to compromise Corbyn because he was trying to take a middle line for good or for bad, whatever, but he's a Democrat and that's what he's trying to do. So the Remainer blob, so they're doing this thing where they're just like pointing at like, they won the referendum. The Tories have been in power for 12 years. They're, they are the establishment, but they've hoodwinked people, like people in the Northeast where I'm from, which is madness, and other places that they aren't the establishment. And that's like double, treble, quadrupled down by Talk TV, GB News, all of these bought and paid for propaganda out arms, because that's exactly what they are. So just watch for this kind of language and just laugh in the face of people who try to claim they're anti-establishment by supporting these utter mugs. More Bruges group. Sunak's average polling highs have yet to exceed Johnson's average polling lows. Hopeless Tory wets back the wrong horse and now deservedly face losing their seats. The only problem is that more than a few good MPs are likely to go down with them. That's from Politico's poll of polls, uh, politico.eu, if you want to see more. This from Conservative Post. Boris will return as Conservative leader after election, says Sir Jacob Rees-Mogg. And that's something that I wanted to put forward. There's two things happening there, as I've said earlier. They're either using that as a distraction, like so they can form this new party. Can they believe the media aren't even talking about it? Weird. Um, or they're going to do a hostile takeover. One of those two things. Who's to say? But again, this is just the beginning. I think on balance of probability, probably new party. But deals get made. It's a movable feast. Things start to happen. So... One of those two things I believe will occur, more likely a new party, but I'm not on the inside, so who knows? I'm speculating based on as much evidence that I can pull together. Look at the cringe on this. This is what I mean about how GB News filters down to the Sue N. Cox, who loves Boris on Twitter, who says there's no one in politics who can come anywhere close to hashtag Boris Johnson. She 
puts the cringiest meme ever. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just in the way over a picture of Boris Johnson, which is a complete direct ripoff of something that's flown about about Corbyn back then, which is actually true. We This is true. They're not going after Johnson in any way, shape, or form to the same way. And the people who oppose him probably just they just want power. If he got in, they'd form around it because the right are really good at forming around a leader. What we need to be doing, though, is seriously considering starting the Anti-Nazi League. <laughs> um, on the screen for audio people, it's a takeoff of the old Anti-Nazi League badge from the 70s. We need that. We need to be switched on to this. We need to have our opponents stop telling us that they're not fascists. And then people are going, oh, well, I don't think they really are. I was saying they were fascists in 2015, 2016 on, on episodes of the podcast. I was asked directly. I said, yes, got laughed at. But here we are, right again. Holler. Fash. Alawa. Everywhere. Up Yamar. Let's see what you're saying in the comments. Um, yes, I just haven't. I'm going to try and pull something up. Jacqueline saying, You advise people on the left to watch or read right wing news, but wouldn't it also be beneficial to people on the right watched and read left wing news? Would it be beneficial to them? And it would, I, but like, I think probably some of them do because this whole manufactured culture war is based on how they can leverage wokeness. So I'd imagine they're doing their research, I. Um, I think both, yeah. But I, I really, really, really think people should be across what's happening in the right wing completely. And I don't see it. So Carlos's prediction, like get your predictions in, by the way. I'd love to get some on the screen. Carlos since is my prediction unofficial hostile takeover. Could easily be, definitely. Leon says Trump won because we all took him literally and not seriously. His base took him seriously and not literally. We shouldn't repeat that mistake. Absolutely bang on as usual, pal. Very, very good way of putting that into a sentence, I believe. Michael Sane, any conservative Tory wishing to defect should just cross the floor and join their Tory Labour mate. I mean, after that Rishi Sunak stopped the boats, um, racist messaging that the Labour Party put out, they can get absolutely in the, in the turbo bin for that. So, yeah, defo. Snide saying, that's a badge of honour calling them racist, remember? It is privately for them but publicly they don't like it because people will start to believe it because it's true or they might start looking into it so just let's call them what they are fascists and racists that whole center-right narrative is madness when people actually know what it's down with but here's the problem it's like what i spoke about earlier those like kind of useful idiots when people are all in on this right it's to drip 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 towards fascism and they don't realize they're speaking up on fascist talking points and they'd be Really, really got it to find out, I think, about some of them. And that means they're bought in. So they're going to be really hard to turn around because, you know, they don't want to be called fascist. They don't want to believe that they're fascist. But I'm not saying that they are, but I definitely think that the Overton windows went so far to the right that these people can call themselves centre-right on these platforms with a straight face and have people believe them. It's crazy. Jez Hunt, the whole thing is so interconnected and Bannon is all over the global rise of fascism. Absolutely. And I know you're one of the people who's been on this. Um, so it, that gives me heart. It's Laz. The short clip shows the former UKIP leader holding a pint of beer and saying, well done, Bannon. Well done, Breitbart. You helped with this hugely. Exactly. Listen, my back's popping and my throat's done in and I'm not well. 
So we've done a solid 45 minutes here, but just going to cut and run because I'm not feeling well. Like I need to go lie down. Uh, I have no idea what's the matter with us, but we did it. I did that thing where you turn it on for 45 minutes, but I'm going to go collapse over there now. Like, fucking hell, I'm so hot as well. If you want to support work, go to patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. That's patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. You want to keep this going and actually just, yeah, be really appreciated. Also, link in the description for PayPal if you want to make a one-off donation to our work. Cheers, chaps. I'm going to go and unboil my heat, I think. Catch you later.